just on the, uh, the, the the coronavirus, you've just heard what's been said. What's your take on this, Doctor? Yeah, so good afternoon, guys. It's um quite alarming, that's for sure. It's a story that's dominated the news this week, and it's something that I was sort of trying to touch up again this morning about what's been happening. And every hour I seem to look into it. There were updates, and we were finding out more, and there were more and more cases. It's certainly increasing exponentially. Um, but it's something that I'm actually really quite amazed at the rate at which we are starting to learn about it. Because if we think that for the, we have only known about this virus for less than a month, but within 10 days of them identifying the virus, they'd already mapped the entire genome. Um, and so they're already starting to work on, on medications and potential vaccinations for the virus, which is phenomenal and um, you know, certainly shows that we've learned a lot from previous coronavirus outbreaks such as you know, SARS, which was in 2003, um, to get to where we're at now in the understanding. I think it took like 20 months um, and we're there in, in the space of a month, which is really phenomenal. Um, but again, we don't really know how things are going to play out until we a little bit more time passes and because we need to analyse the people that have been infected and, and see the patterns play before we can get a really good understanding. Yeah. I, um, I believe that uh, a lot of, there's a lot of people wearing masks already. You see them uh, uh, on the TV and around the airports, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the marks are, the masks are, uh, are pretty useless, aren't they, against this? Well, I mean, it's better than nothing, that's for sure. There is, it does provide a, some form of barrier, but... Unfortunately, you know, they don't provide 100% of a seal. So the respiratory droplets where the virus is contained can get through those masks. That can get through the, the front and the side. And even um, through the, the small particles, the small particles can actually get through the material itself. Like I said, it's better than nothing, um, but it's certainly not 100% effective. I'm guessing, hearing your response, Doctor, that it's kind of like it's moving very quickly, probably a bit quicker than you thought it would, but there's also this race to ke- to keep up with it. What do you, What's your sense of where we are in terms of keeping up with it? Look, it is, uh, it's moving much, much quicker than I could have ever anticipated. Um, but as I hinted at before, we are keeping up with it at a phenomenal pace. So as I mentioned, that maps genome so basically the whole whole dna sequence of the virus within 10 days and for the first time ever that information was made public on a global platform so as we speak there are researchers all across the world working on understanding that the patterns of its behavior and developing medications and vaccines and previously to this outbreak again with SARS or or MERS they had to go through different channels of getting it published in papers and things which took months and months and months so we are further ahead than we've ever been before. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I find that really interesting, the, the, particularly they're mapping the genome there. They're working on things. So, uh, And how quickly would they produce something in terms of, first of all, a treatment and I guess a vaccination possibly? I don't know whether that'd be a pie in the sky. Yeah. So, well, treatment, they haven't really come up with anything yet that I've been, been able to come across. However, some researchers at the University of Queensland, as well as some other researchers in the States, think that within... 12 weeks, they'll have a vaccination available for testing on humans. Now, it won't be widely available for administration, but it should be available for for at least testing in humans, which, again, I keep mentioning SARS, but that was another form of coronavirus. It took them over two years to get to that point. Doctor... 12 weeks. 
all, all of the victims so far are they uh, Chinese uh, victims? Are there or are there some Australians uh, among them or Europeans? So, in terms of fatalities, so people that have passed away from it, um, at, from my last reading, which is about an hour ago, things might have changed, but they were all Chinese based at that point. Um, that was, I think, I think about eighty odd. Uh, sorry, no, that's, I think there were forty odd. Uh, my my mistake. And they were all Chinese based. A majority of those were over the age of forty. So. Um, the 40 to 60 year old age group were where most of them fell and a significant percentage of them also had other medical conditions that may have contributed to the severity of the illness. Thankfully at this stage, because I think there's been over 1,200 cases, again that was of, a, of an hour ago, so those numbers have probably increased again. Um, a lot, Most of those people do just get mild symptoms and their body's been able to fight it so far. But like we said, it's still early days. All right, look, we've got a caller on the line, Lee, uh, with an observation you might be able to help us with. Lee, what do you want to say? Uh, I just apparently, apart from transmitted through the nose and mouth, it can transmit it through the eyes as well because uh, we have got sources here uh, uh, understand that there was a professor in the Chinese uh, province uh, go to Wuhan City to inspect and uh, to inspect the situation, and he was undercover with N95 mouth. Uh, yeah. mouth guard and also the whole body suit but he forgot or he didn't have the eye goggle protection and yeah. he actually got um he was infected oh with the eyes okay lee uh doctor is that uh, that, that suggests the uh, yeah can get in anywhere yeah and i wasn't aware of that but um that, that this professor had contracted it uh but it does make sense because so the tear ducts in the eyes do connect to the sinus passages and, and down through the yep. throat, so it all makes part of the whole respiratory, upper respiratory tract. So it, it does make sense that the virus could enter there and then and form an infection. All right, I'm sure we're going to learn more about this in the next 24 hours or so. And, Doctor, we were going to chat to you, and just, just quickly just summing this up, when we're travelling, uh, preparing for travel and vaccinations and the like, because often it's the sort of thing you leave till the last minute, uh, should, should you just go and see a GP? That's certainly the impression I've had in the past. You go and see your GP and get them to give you the advice you need. Yeah, it, most definitely. And the important thing is to not leave it until, you know, the day before you're about to fly out. You know, do it at least a month before because if you do need vaccinations, they take a couple of weeks to work quite often. Um, so you can go and chat with them about what particular infections are prevalent in the region you're going. Now, obviously, we don't have vaccinations for everything, um, but there are some ones, particularly, you know, hepatitis A, typhoid, yep. rabies that we, we can vaccinate against. And also make sure that you're up to date with your scheduled vaccination. Yep. So if you're over 65, that you've had your pneumonia vaccine. If you're 70, that you've had your shingles vaccine. Um, just to make sure that we're protecting from everything that we have available to us. Having uh, come back from Asia uh, with uh, a disease every time I've been there, I'd uh, I'd thoroughly recommend that you get in, in, you know injected yep. before you go. Exactly. Yeah, right. I, that, yeah. I mean, we have vaccinations for a reason. So. Yeah, I realise that. Yeah. Yeah. Shingles yeah. vaccine, I didn't know about that. All right. Look, mm. uh, look. thank you so much for that. It's been very interesting, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about this in a couple of days ahead. Thank you so much, Doctor. Most definitely. My thank you, Doctor. Thank you Dr. very Dr. much. Dr. Michaela Sorensen. Yes, very serious, isn't it now? Oh, yes, I'm... extremely, yeah.